everybody. Welcome back to the final episode of the Same 24 Hours podcast. I'm your host, the last time host, (laughs) Meredith Atwood, and the last episode aired of the Same 24 Hours in October of last year, and it is now May. So suffice it to say, it has taken me this long to create a final episode, which is a little... um, you know, contrary to the theme of the show, which is we all have the same 24 hours, so why can't I get my act together and submit a final show? But I'll have to be honest with you. This show has no real rhyme or reason. It has no direction. It has no theme other than I got a bill for the hosting for the podcast, and I realized, oh my gosh, I have to archive this thing or I'm just going to be spending all this money hosting this podcast with the thought that I might actually record an episode. So it's interesting what a huge bill will breed when you're just trying to, uh, you know, renovate a house, which (laughs) we're in the middle of doing. So what do I want to say in this last podcast? This is a solo podcast. I'm not interviewing anyone. I do think it was wonderful that the last episode was Rob Paulson. He was um, just super special and we had a great time. I had a few big names that were scheduled in November and December of last year. I had Apollo Ono. I had a couple of famous chefs that you guys would know. And I ended up wrapping the podcast before I could speak with them. And I think the reason I chose to end the podcast was a very personal one. And it just was a feeling of, okay, it's time. And I had to honor that. And I, you know, it was, it was disappointing that I didn't get to speak to a few of the final guests, but it was my choice. And, you know, we have choice and we get to make choices that are best for us. And so I think it ended perfectly and I'm really proud of it. So what I thought I would do in the show is, I don't know how long this is going to take and I don't know what interruptions may come (laughs) and I don't know what sounds may appear. This is going to be a very... Um, I'll try and edit it well, but I just don't know. I don't know how well it's going to sound in the end. Um, So bear with me. It is, um, what's today's date? May 20th. May 20th, 2022. My son had the great idea. He said, are you going to record a final episode? And I said, oh, I don't know. And he said, well, you should go back through your guest and you should talk about your favorite episodes and what you learned. (laughs) And I thought, oh, well, that'll take a minute. That'll really take a minute. But the truth of the matter is, I learned almost the same thing from probably 80% of my guests. And that was, you really should be meditating. (laughs) Which, if you've listened to my podcast from the beginning, you know I had a real aversion to meditation. And then... I met Emily Fletcher on the show, who's the founder of Ziva Meditation. I'm not sure what episode that is. I'll try and find it as we go through it. And she challenged me to 30 days of meditation, and I did her challenge. And it was, in fact, life-changing. And so I stopped rolling my eyes as heartily as I had before, and I started paying attention, like, oh, you know, maybe this is a thing. So from a high-level standpoint, meditation is probably the number one thing that I learned we can all do to make the most of our 24 hours. However, as I did the show for 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2020, four years, I am counting on my fingers. It's a special talent that I still don't know how to count. 
Um, I certainly have learned a lot. Um, there, there have been so many funny stories, so many behind the scenes things that, you know, just facepalm. Oh my God, I can't believe I said that. Oh my God, I can't believe I did that. And it's all been part of a great learning experience and a great um, growth. It has humbled me in ways that, you know, you go into a podcast, I think there's a certain level of arrogance you have to have in order to sit behind a microphone and think people give a shit about what you have to say. Um, I certainly had that arrogance. And I guess I still do because here I sit. But I also think there's a certain humility that comes to being able to sit behind a microphone and think people care what you have to say, because it's, it's terrifying. You're scared you're going to say the wrong thing. And I have never once, well, I guess that would be a lie. I have scripted a few things um, over the years, but for the most part, I never scripted any of the podcast. And that to me was very freeing. I thought it was worse to write it out first. One, it seemed like a time suck and, you know, the same 24 hours thing. I don't really, (laughs) I don't really want to do that. I don't want to waste time. So it always seemed like kind of a time suck to script anything. Um, and so I just didn't. And and I think out of that came a lot of mistakes. And a lot, out of that came a lot of really authentic conversations with people. And so I'm forever grateful for this platform and for the opportunity to join you on your walks, your runs, and your car. Um, I don't know where else you listen to me. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't want to know. But it's been a real treat to meet the people I've met through this podcast and to have you um, as an audience. And it was interesting. I I haven't logged on to the platform that hosts my service for a really long time, and I logged on today. And it's very, um, I don't know what the right word is, I guess humbling again to see that the podcast still gets hundreds of downloads every day, and I haven't put out any new content. And so I don't know if people are making you know, if it's an accident or if, you know, if it still matters and, and, you know, I guess it doesn't matter when, when you create art and this is definitely a form of art. It doesn't really matter what people think, right? You do it for yourself. And I think that's been part of the journey and and part of the reason I wrapped this because I was doing it for the wrong reasons for a lot of the time. And I mean, I think anyone can understand that you hope your podcast becomes famous and you hope you get, you know, on the top 10 and you can start to get sponsors and oh my gosh, if you can make a living doing this, what a dream. And I still think the same thing. Like, yes, that would have been a dream, but it's, it's not the reason to put out content. And for anyone who's been following me for a long, long time, you know, I have probably been very quiet. I have, I have been very quiet on social media and then, um, you know, in the podcast and in my writing lately. And it's because I'm trying to figure things out. I'm trying to figure out what is doing something for the right reason and what does that look like? And I don't want to say like, oh, I was always doing this because I wanted to be famous because that's not true. I had a lot of fun and I really did want to contribute and to share people's stories. But at the same time, you you hit after four years a, a, a sort of I don't know, standstill where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this and no one cares. And that's the ego talking, right? It's the ego saying I don't matter and blah, blah, blah. But that's kind of what I was going through. And so I chose to end the podcast because I'm like, that's garbage. 
Number one, it's just garbage thinking to begin with. But if that's where you are and you can't seem to dig yourself out of it, then you just need to stop. (laughs) So I did. I stopped. And then here I am sitting behind a microphone again. And I'm like, oh, this is actually really enjoyable (laughs) just to have my little setup. I don't have the same setup I had before because I haven't podcasted. So I have a pillow to kind of buffer sound, which I don't know what that's going to sound like. My microphone had been moved so much. I don't know if it's even set up right. Um, but it, it is fun and I can almost feel like, oh, this would be great to do again. But at the same time, when I laid the podcast to rest, it was because I was burnout, um, tired and, and kind of just in a headspace of not in the right place at the right time to, to produce content, to talk to people. And, And I wasn't even, you know, it just, it just was the time to, to lay it down. And, I don't need to spend 20 minutes talking about why I chose to do that. And I'm kind of rambling, but anyone who has hung out with me for a long time knows that's that's part of what you get with this podcast. And I figure I haven't like reached out since October. You, You can stand a little rambling from me, right? But anyway, I'm here to say goodbye to the podcast um, appropriately before I archive it. And it doesn't mean you won't be able to access it. It just means I don't have to pay the tremendous fee (laughs) to host it and to manage it anymore. So here I go. The start of this podcast, the idea from the same 24 hours was in fact that we are all given the same 24 hours in our day. I had, uh, you know, over the course of this podcast, I came to understand that there are there's nuance to that idea that we have the same 24 hours, kind of like we all have the same opportunities in America and we have the same rights and we have like, that's kind of bullshit, right? The same 24 hours is not the same 24 hours. And <laughs> there goes the entire theme of the podcast, which is why I really shut it down. No, it it is true. And the way I want to contextualize this final episode is we all do have the same 24 hours in our own life. It's our 24 hours. That's the only thing that's similar. You have 24 hours, I have 24 hours, but what our individual 24 hours looks like is totally different. It's built on different bedrock. It's built on different experiences, traumas, um, people, feelings, thoughts. I mean, we're all different. Therefore, our 24 hours is, is also different. It is not the same 24 hours. The only thing that's the same is we have it, okay? And so what I've learned doing this podcast and from talking with so many people is that it, it genuinely is up to us to make the most of our 24 hours in the way that we are capable, fit to do, handle emotionally, you have to, basically the summary is you have to deal with your shit in the way that you see fit. And along that journey, you have to be honest with yourself. The number one thing I have learned, meditation number one, number (laughs) 1.1 is stop doing that shit. And that's Gary John Bishop, one of my favorite, favorite interviews. I actually talked to him twice, is you just need to get out of your own way and you have to be honest with yourself to do that. And I think part of my struggles over the last, I say, 18 months, I mean, kind of post-COVID, post-book launch, it just kind of, I've been in a, I'm not a funk, I'm just in a different space. But part of it has been my own inability to, to be honest with myself about certain things. Like, am I really enjoying this? Is this really what I want to do? Is this the best thing for our family? Blah, 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 blah. And until I just sat down and asked myself the questions, like, what is 
the truth about me, about my 24 hours, about what I can control, about who I want in my life, about what, blah, blah, blah. what is me? What is within my purview? Until I got to that point and really looked at it again. Now, I've done this several times. I guess for me, it's probably like a every five-year event. Because like I wrote The Year of No Nonsense to talk about this journey to that point in my life. But then it became a different sort of journey post-COVID and post-moving my family a hundred different times. Not really four. But wait, one, two, three, four. Well, we're about to move in. So I guess four. Um, in what, three years? So it, it really is this journey of yourself, of your 24 hours, of your ability and your relationship to handle time, how you look at time, how you look at your barriers, how you look at your problems and what you do to, to start to solve them. And to do that, it's work. <laughs> it is work. So what I've learned from the people I've interviewed is that no one has sort of fallen in. Well, actually, there's a couple that like fell into their lives and those are my least favorite episodes. I almost hung up on a few. <laughs> and there have been few, a few I'd never even published. Like, isn't that terrible? But I guess if someone's listening um, that I interviewed never published, I'm sorry. <laughs> the fact that you're still listening after that happened, I don't know what to tell you. That's terrible. Okay. Anyway, moving on. There, there are just, you don't fall into anything. Okay, you don't fall into that bodybuilding body. You don't fall into Ironman triathlon finishing. You don't fall into a career, a relationship that you treasure. Sure, maybe the the universe put you in a certain place, but the opportunity, what is it? Like opportunity plus something equals luck or luck equals, I don't know. It, there's There's opportunity and then there's action that tends to collide to cause you to move to make the most of your 24 hours to make a change to do something to give it up to quit to to start to to keep going and that is the main theme i think of the podcast meditate first <laughs> next figure out what is in your control and then really put it into action because sitting still and and not doing what you want to do what you need to do, what you know you need to do because you've looked authentically at yourself and your life and your truth. If you don't do that, it's never going to get better. It's never going to change. Nothing will change. So we moved back to Georgia last April. For those playing along at home and who followed me for a long time, you probably know the story. But we were, my husband and I, the expert, and I have lived in Georgia our whole lives. And at the end of 2018, he had a job opportunity in Kansas City, Missouri. And we ended up moving to Overland Park, Kansas in January of 2019. So we took the kids out of school, put them in that um, new school mid-year, thought we'd all be fine. We'd love it in Kansas. It'd be great. And look, I loved Kansas. I thought it was a cool cool place um except for the weather dude y'all were like all my kansas people i was coming home from an event and you <laughs> you said oh the weather's supposed to be bad tonight so just listen for the sirens i'm like what sirens and then later i heard the sirens and there was a tornado a half mile from the house and you guys were like just go to the basement it's no big deal what <laughs> like what so all my midwest people y'all just have a really messed up <laughs> 
concept of what's acceptable for weather. Oh my gosh, terrifying. Um, so we ended up in Kansas for a very, very short time. The story was my husband took a job. Um, within two weeks, he realized that job was no bueno for a lot of reasons I will not disclose on the podcast. And he called me. He's like, um, I just, and he called me cause he was on a work trip and he's like, I can't do this job anymore. And I said, well, you had another job offer in Massachusetts. <laughs> and I said, so why don't you just see if that's still available and we'll figure it out. And so he ended up calling the other company. They were like, can you be here in two weeks? And lo and behold, the little family of four that moved to Kansas ended up losing one of the family members, <laughs> the male, the expert, he moved to Massachusetts. And after the school year, we followed him. So we went Atlanta to Kansas to Massachusetts, all in a span of exactly five months and 22 days. Crazy, right? Oh, I forgot the lizard. He came with us too. <laughs> cross country moves. Um, so yeah, we ended up in Massachusetts and we were there. My book launched at the end of 2019. I was working out like crazy. I was the fittest I'd ever been. Um, feeling really good. Like this book's going to take off. Life's going to be awesome. I'm going to be a New York Times bestseller. You know, all the things you do to manifest. And it was awesome. Like, I had such a great time in the book tour and I was scheduled to um, speak at Barnes and Noble and Union Square in New York, like a freaking author's dream along with near all. And we were going to do this thing together. And that was March 15th, 2020. And exactly five days before that, I believe COVID really locked down the Northeast. And so that became the journey that so many of us, experience, right? With the COVID lockdown, it was like, oh, well, this is interesting. What do we do now? But how it ended up playing out for our family is we had just moved to a new state. We had not really established a lot of relationships because we had, you know, we'd been there several months, but in New England, like come October, nobody goes outside <laughs> except with skis on or snowshoes. And so, when, by the time March rolled around and, and COVID locked us down, we were very, very isolated as a, as a little family, like, like everyone was right. But we just didn't, we didn't know anyone. And, and as you know, New England locked down really hard and it just continued that way, right? Through the summer and into the fall, the kids were still remote online school and around Christmas, I looked to my husband and I said, you know, I think I'm going to go home to Georgia and I'm going to take the kids and we're going to stay married, but I'm just going to go because <laughs> I don't think this is working for me up here. I don't think, I don't, I don't think this is going to work. And, you know, I'm an only child. I have a half brother, but for the most part, I'm an only child with my set of parents and we were so many miles away. I hadn't seen them like so many of you hadn't seen your family. And it was just like, I'm, I'm out of here. Like I'm getting out of here. And my husband was like, what? <laughs> like many of you listening might be. And, you know, he said, well, uh, and it was this really weird conversation. I said, look, we've been married almost 20 years. There's really no sense in either of us holding each other back anymore. Like if you want to stay here and like, do this job. We can afford it. Georgia's half the price. We'll just sell this house, which is a bazillion dollars in Massachusetts. 
I'll get a place in Georgia. You get a place here. It'll, it'll cost us the same as this one house with all four of us. And, you know, we'll figure it out because there's no reason that two people in a marriage, like, sacrifice is part of relationships, but there's no reason that anyone should be heavily donating, you know, their organs to someone else. There's just really not. I don't believe that. I've believed that um, for a while. Uh, if, if marriage is a true partnership, like, it should operate like one, right? And so anyway, long, long story short, um, he figured it out. Like he, his company was a global company and lots of people were locked down and lots of people worked in Finland (laughs) and lots of people worked in Australia and, you know, Australia is not Georgia. So I figured he could move and work remote. Everyone was still remote. And so we did. And, and we moved back to Georgia last April. And during that process, um, it was exhausting you know, just, I think from 2018 to getting back to Georgia, I aged like 187 years and the kids went through a lot and everyone went through a lot. And then there was COVID on top of it. And it was just really weird. But all of this to say, that's the backstory. So many of you've asked, (laughs) that is the story. But my point being during all that upheaval, I realized what was truly important and what kind of my place in the world was. I think there was a certain sense of, or there definitely was a sense of self-importance that, like I said, I think anyone in the semi-public eye or has the gall to write a book called The Year of No Nonsense, The Year COVID Comes Out. I think anyone in that position has a certain ego and look, I, I do, I did, I will forever. But I think there's a, a level of self-awareness that kind of came over me during the struggles that our family went through and the, the multiple moves to just recognize, okay, I need a pause. And so when we came back to Georgia, I you know, kept doing the podcast and I, I kept thinking of the prior guest I'd had and, and their struggles and the way they'd overcome it. And, and the, the thought kept coming back to me, like, what is the theme here? in all these episodes and all these, all these interviews. And, and it was figure out your truth, do that thing, take that risk, move forward, uh, move forward. Oh, that's one of mine. Um, but I really took it to heart. And so in closing the podcast, I thought this is the perfect way to end it. And I look back to when the podcast started and I had the peace brothers on that's episode four, Kyle and Brent are, dear to me they've been i think on episode four (laughs) i'd have to scroll uh so many episodes they've been on four 26 and then there was another one 30 something no maybe 130 something but these guys the things that they've done to change inclusion and the way that the world looks at disability and sport no one no one made them do any of this (laughs) They chose to do it. They chose to fight. They chose to look at their truth and and to take it on. And I've been so inspired by them. And I continue to be inspired by them. Check out that episode. you got to scroll real dirty to the beginning. Um, Sika Henry, she's one I talked to, episode 8, 2017. She, her goal back then was to be the first African-American pro triathlete. Okay. And she did like last year. And I remember seeing that on her Facebook page and I thought, 
there it is. I was I was on a call with her. I was on a podcast episode with her when she said she was going to do this thing. That that was her truth. That was what she was going to do. And she did it. And it was really cool to see that because I kind of got to speak with her in the very early baby stages of her. I mean, it wasn't, I guess it was the early stages of her triathlon career. But wow, really cool to see that come to fruition. Um, who else? I'm, I'm literally scrolling <laughs> through all my episodes because, um, I just want to make sure that I don't forget. Oh gosh. Oh, this one was a great episode. Episode 27, Natalia Cohen, losing sight of shore. This was when, this was the episode where four women set out to row across the Pacific ocean from America to Australia. They rode over 8,000 miles, and Natalia was one of the women on the boat. And the, the documentary that she was, that, that gave me this idea to ask her to come on was called Losing Sight of Shore, and I highly, highly, highly recommend that documentary and listening to that episode. But one of the things that Natalia, what I love about her is she was in awe and in wonder of everything. She had this magical quality about her. And about the way that she looked at life and, I mean, just magical. Miranda Carfrey, Ironman World Champion. Um, this was a big one. Dr. Shafali Savari, Conscious Parenting, number 35. I replayed this one a bunch because this was a game changer. Number one, she's like a baller. <laughs> I think it'd be funny if if she knew I was calling her a baller. But she's just an incredible... Um, pioneer in in conscious parenting and she I guess she's the founder of the the term I I wouldn't bet my life on it but I'm pretty sure and it was a game changer when I had her on and read her book and then when I was on book tour I guess it was had to be before COVID we weren't in masks I ran into her in the Sky Club and (laughs) the New York airport and totally saw her come in sat right down next to her talked to her and that was really cool too Um, talk about the universe just putting people in the right place at the right time. I'm like, what are the odds of that? (laughs) Really, just to run into someone in New York. Um, I guess she lives there, though. There was an amazing episode with Dr. Aviva Rahm. She talked about your thyroid and your adrenal system and that impact. She's a cool, cool human being. I really loved talking with her. Um, Episode 43, Three Moms with children with down syndrome and talking about the um, law syndrome about how there's a series of antiquated laws in the U S that basically impede the pursuit of a career or living independently without risking your medical benefits. So like you have to do certain, you have to not do certain things or you don't get your medical benefits with, with certain disabilities. And that was a really eye opening episode as well. I sort of feel like I should go through every single episode at this point, but it would really take 150 years. So I'm just going to quickly name off some episode numbers and some people. So because there's like 300 episodes, (laughs) but episode 58, James Lawrence, Lawrence, the Iron Cowboy, 50 Iron Distances, 50 States, 50 Days. And then he went on to do the 100, um, 100 Iron Man. So that was before then. Um, Chrissy Wellington, Ironman World Champion, episode 60. 
Lizzie Velasquez. She's amazing. She was cruelly dubbed the ugliest woman in the world, and her perspective is just remarkable. Episode 65. Oh, gosh. I can't list all these, you guys. Layla Ali, Muhammad Ali's daughter, Boxing Great, episode 73. Dr. Will Cole, I've had on several times. He talks about functional nutrition and inflammation. Myrna Valerio, uh, also known as the Myrnavator, one of my favorites. I've talked to her several times. She's episode 80. And then we did another one where she was actually in my living room, which was so fun. And Cara Saunders from CrossFit 87. Tony Hawk, I've talked to a few times, episode 88, and he came on later. Gary John Bishop, the author of Unfuck Yourself and Stop Doing That Shit. Sorry, explicit warning. (laughs) Earmuffs, people. Episode 91, he came along later. And then I did a recap episode at the end of 2018, some of the best episode, best advice you'll ever hear. And Bob Harper, episode 93. Oh my gosh, from The Biggest Loser. I'm going to walk down memory lane. Um, Heather Armstrong, 93. She's the one of the original mom bloggers. Uh, Matt Fitzgerald, endurance writer, awesome guy, episode 102. Mike Riley's been to visit several times. Emily Giffen, Sasha Hines, Britt Frank, Joyce Shulman. Um, oh my goodness. Okay, episode 113. That's the one with Emily Fletcher, and we talked about meditation. That was a game changer as well. And then I did some promotion, the one-on-one, or the solo episodes with with me just talking about my book and the, the bullshit things. <laughs> that was a lot of fun, too. And then, let me see. I just want to scroll. I hope I'm not boring you guys. But a lot of times people go, what episode was that? Or have you talked to this person? I'm like, dude, yeah, I talked to them. Um, oh, Chris Tuff was interesting. He wrote the book, The Millennial Whisperer. That's episode 142. Um, this was a really helpful perspective for some of us who are not millennials and how to work and talk with millennials. And it was pretty cool. Actually, really cool. Patrick Vellner, one of my favorite CrossFit athletes, was 152. Stephen Chbosky, the author of Perks of Being a Wallflower, and the uh, director of the newest movie, Dear Evan Hansen. He was episode 154. I had him on later as well. There are so many more. Um, yeah, so you can go to any platform, pod, podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google. All these are still here. We're just going to archive them. They'll be here for you to listen to till the end of time, <laughs> I guess. And then, um, oh, Corey Mascara, he's awesome, too. He is an international speaker and topic, and he went and lived with monks for, like, a long time. And he came on to the daily meetings we had during COVID, too, and he was episode 182. Check him out for sure. Really fun one. And then um, we did the daily community meetups. I don't know if you guys remember that, but for a a span of, like, 60 days when COVID locked down, I had these daily meetups. People came on to to talk and and Dr. BJ Miller was one of my favorites during that time. He's a hospice doctor and what's fascinating about him is he lost both arms and both does he lose I think he's got one leg. Um I mean like it, is it even relevant? Like it it was a big tragedy. He was electrocuted, I believe. I don't know why I can't remember that story now, but he was, he was like catching a train. His watch got caught on something. He, and he got electrocuted and lost both of his limbs. And, and I think, I think a leg, but anyway, he's a hospice end of life palliative care doctor. And he's been on twice. First episode was, um, two Oh six, I believe. And he came on again 
and just an incredible human being. One of my favorites, if I had to name a favorite, if I had to name a favorite guest, I guess it would be Dr. B.J. Miller, just because of the practical advice he gave about end of life and living now. Just love him. Love him. Beautiful soul. Oh, Tony Hawk back on at 209, episode 209. Jen Hatmaker. Oh my gosh. Dear, dear woman. 213. Dr. Let's see. Oh yeah. Dr. Sears, the baby doctor. <laughs> He's a little guy with, that used to give baby doctor advice back in the day, but he had, he has a new book about healthy brain. That was episode 211. Um, oh gosh. So many good. Janine Roth, Women, Food, and God. She was episode 222. Um, Gosh, Gary John Bishop was back. A lot of my friends that are just badasses made appearances. You know, you just got to scroll through them. Um, But I was just trying to highlight because a lot of people asked me, like, can you please point out where this one was? Um, Dr. Miller, Dr. BJ Miller was back on 250. So anyway, I won't scroll through the rest, except I do want to highlight the last few episodes. Um, Brian Baumgartner, he played Kevin on The Office, one of my absolute favorites. He was so much fun. And then Tony Horton, love it, love P90X or all that stuff or hate it. I love Tony Horton, episode 311. Um, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup books and the Success Principles, we talked at episode 308. And then, hold on, there was one more I wanted to make sure. Dr. Nicole LaPera, the holistic psychologist, was on 298. Tom Bergeron, yes, that guy from Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> 296. Dustin Milligan from Shit's Creek. And let me see, one last one. Oh, Jen Hatmaker was back for 286. So again, a million episodes. That was like me reading the table of contents, if you're still with me. <laughs> Dr. Sherry Salata, who is executive producer of Oprah, Oprah Winfrey Show for years, was 277. She was a great, great interview, too. Dave Coulier from Full House, 269. Um... Gosh, I talked to a lot of cool people, you guys. That's it. I'm coming back. <laughs> We're going to revisit this. Um, Natalie Jill, 254. She's one of my fitness inspirations, and she's in her 50s now and just keeping it real. Very cool. Okay, I'm going to quit reading the table of contents. I think I just needed this. <laughs> Thank you guys for um, letting me sort of walk down memory lane with this book with this book, with this podcast, because I needed to, I needed to say goodbye in a way that will sit out there in the universe, I guess, since I'm archiving this, but I also needed to appreciate sort of the journey because I did really have the opportunity to speak to amazing people. Um, I will say one of the episodes I did not publish Oh, I don't know if I should say this. I'm going to do it in code. <laughs> so this one famous author had a new book coming out, and I'll just even keep it gender neutral. They were scheduled to come on to the podcast, and they sat in their car, and they couldn't get a good reception, and they couldn't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> and it ended up being like really kind of disrespectful and annoying and kind of a mess. And we rescheduled it. And 
because like they could not get their act together. And I ended up canceling it and didn't interview them again because I was so put off by it. And one of the things that really impacted me in that decision is me agreeing to interview that person after kind of the way it went down would have been me saying I wasn't worth the time and the space to to kind of have the respect of, I don't know, a Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> but also, I have spoken to s- people way more like, you know, quote, famous than this person. And they could manage to be in a studio or in a quiet place with headphones without all this fanfare. And, and this person just had, they had just like bad vibes going on. <laughs> And then the book came out and they got a lot of heat for it. And a lot of the people that interviewed this person got a lot of heat for it too. And it was just very interesting. It was like a close call. Um, I'm not in the business of drama now. So I, that was very, very vague. But And I'm kind of glad I didn't say who it was. <laughs> but a lot of you probably could guess if, if you thought really hard. Anyway, so my point being, I was super lucky to get to sit across from the microphone from some really cool people. And I often chose the opportunity to get shameless plugs from my kids or from these individuals for my children. If you listen to Rob Paulson and um, Brian Baumgartner, I got a couple out of like just life advice and clips I, I pulled out of the interviews and saved for my kids. And that's part of the joy of being able to to do something like this, right? You get to get to exploit it for your own, for your own satisfaction. But I, I do like running through this list again, feel very, very lucky. I mean, the founder of Netflix, I forgot about him. How did I forget about him? Um, Kevin Curry, my, my cousin, Brianna, we, we had a killer episode about race and a family. She's black and I'm white and we're in the same family. And that was a incredible, an incredible episode. Just, you know, sometimes it's not necessarily the most famous people that made the biggest impact. Dr. David Burns, you may not even know who he is, episode 299, but one of the most impactful episodes that I ever put out. And there's just that sort of feeling when you're doing um, podcasting that you're connecting to another human and that you're sharing that connection with an audience. And there are moments where it really truly matters. And I'm grateful, so grateful that I had 300 and oh my gosh, I guess this will be episode 319. So 318 episodes ish. I did a couple solo podcasts. I'd imagine I talked to, I don't know, 293 people (laughs) would, would probably be the accurate number. And that's a gift. And I'm so very, very grateful that I got to do that. So thank you all from the bottom of my heart for listening for all these years, for sharing the episodes, for your feedback, and for even the not so great feedback, because even that made me grow as an interviewer, as a person, and on to the journey that is next. I would like to encourage you all to check out a potentially next thing that might be happening but I don't know what that is yet (laughs) so I can't direct you 
I have no idea what I'm doing. Everyone's like, what's next? Well, I am actually back working at my prior law firm here in Georgia, and we're renovating a house, and we're doing the teenage kid thing. My daughter's big into CrossFit. My son is big into art, and I'm kind of just going inward. So I encourage you to follow me um, if you'd like, and I'll let you know what's next when I know what's next. But that's the beautiful thing about this particular moment in my life. There is no next. There's just today. And I think with in closing, I want to revisit the, the concept of the same 24 hours. And I think if I had it to do all over again, I might change the same 24 hours to be called this 24 hours. And if anyone creates a podcast called this 24 hours, you're a jerk. <laughs> I'm just saying. Or if there's already one out there, then maybe I took it. But I, I think the focus... The 2017 me would, would say to 2022 me is that we all have this 24 hours and that is what matters. It's directly what's in front of us. It's today. It's not what happened in memory or in the past. It's not the the culmination of all the crap in the past and the karma. and It's not that. It's this 24 hours. And so I encourage you as I close out this episode and as you go forward in your life and hopefully our paths will cross again, who knows when they will, but I encourage you to make the most of this 24 hours and to pursue your health and happiness and success in a way that feels right for you in a way that is authentic, that isn't necessarily striving for the wrong things, but instead turning yourself inward and figuring out what makes you happy, what makes your life work. And that is the true meaning of health, happiness, and success. So to everyone out there listening, thank you for indulging me for one final episode. And I wish you all the best health, happiness, and success in your 24 hours. Take care, everyone. 